Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 186 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk destiny, interview guests, and talk about our love of the game. And we are getting closer to 200. Can you believe that? I know, right? Do you remember when you came in, too? I'm trying to remember. We should have taken a note somewhere. (laughs) What episode number it was, you know? Other than, of course, one also. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one. Um, But I don't know, because I think it was about two years ago now, you know? Yeah. So we could do the math somehow. But, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) uh, 14 more episodes. I feel like we got to do something, doesn't it? We're not like about big celebrations over here at the Guardian Hub, but you know, episode two hundred, we'll we'll get something going. It's a milestone. It definitely is. It definitely is, and uh, I mean, it's good to keep going. It's good to have a format that works that's not too stressful. Um, you know, I've seen, we've seen plenty of. Oh, definitely, Cato. I've been thinking about having another one, anyways. You know, recommendation to have a clan cast. Um, but also pretty much anyone who's been a guest on the show is for the most part invited in live at any point. You can just pop yourself in. We haven't had any bad experiences with that yet. <laughs> if we did, maybe yeah. we'd be more skeptical to allow it. So we chill over abuse, here. Blah, abuse it you, while it's fresh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but you know, a lot of destiny podcasts have come and go. And, uh, you know, we got our friends, potato thumbs and a few others that have been going on for a long time, but, uh, pretty kind of cool how, um, you know, it's been going. So, all right. Well, with that, I suppose we can talk about, uh, uh, things that have been going on in the destiny universe, what we've been doing in the game, which, Des, I heard you've been doing a lot of nothing at Destiny, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, sadly, not at Destiny, that's for sure. Uh, you, you can say I've kind of been a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosting Destiny. Right. That's so mean. At least tell Destiny that it's not them, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not you, it's me. It's me. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's all good. I mean, yeah, we've had we've had the um, Halloween event. It's in its uh, final week now, and uh, I've seen a fair amount of people grinding that and wanting to get the title. I've been less interested. I I've mentioned a few times that this event I feel they've flubbed more than others, and. I don't care about getting the title. I know a lot of people, I guess, because maybe the name of the title or they like titles, they want to get this title. So, yeah, man, you do you. Go for it for sure. But uh, for me, and it's not like I never put my Halloween mask on uh, just to get the candy and things like that, but I don't think I'm going to be grinding for the 35 Haunted Lost Sectors, which are partially buggy anyways, and they don't all count. So you really have to get probably like 40 to 50 for it to work. I know that's you see that just like that astounds me that we're, we're going to end this event and it's still like buggy. Like it's still a hot mess. Yeah. Like I've that's... mentioned, yeah, I've mentioned that I don't get it. I mean, don't worry. We love Bungie. We things happen, but no. like for being a seasonal live event, other ones have been a lot better, even when they've had bugs. I don't understand how right. this one's just been so crazy. Right? Because, I mean, sure, we've had these seasonal events start and be a hot buggy mess before, but it's only usually, at worst, been like the first week that you might lose. Um, because they usually have a hot fix on the line that they can, like, tack a couple things on, get the fixes, at least enough to get it working for the last two weeks, but the fact that this one still has like some pretty major like progress stopping bugs is it's, it's kind of astounding to me. And they actually have fixed a bunch of bugs, so that kind of shows you too how many the amount was a large amount, and there's still not everything is fixed where you could say it's in an easy state right now. 
Uh, shout out Miner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dez obviously isn't getting it. I'm probably not going to go <laughs> for it. Who knows about Sin? I think he says he wants it, but he's too busy. But I do know a lot of people in grinding for it, so sounds like you're going for it, Miner. Sounds like Kato's close. Um, you know, there's um, some people in our live chat talking about it. Yeah, to be fair, uh, if I was capable, I probably would be for once. Um, just, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, if I was still like going strong, I, I feel like it kind of would have burned me out. Like just with the, like, you know, kind of like well, from what it sounds like from you, like just the progress bugs just kind of kills it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not even able to log in right now, and I have I'm I'm not sad about missing this event. Well, uh, I have d- done other grindy things like the Scallywag title. That was a grind too for certain things, and uh, a lot of oh, this week do expedition or catch crash something or another. Oh, guess what? Two weeks later, do it again. But you know, it doesn't back count. Uh, you know, there's there's reasons why they do that to get people in those activities week after week. But um, ultimately, there was some large grinding ones like 50 Ruffians, which are the these champions inside that don't spawn super often, anywhere between two to four best case scenario within the whole, sometimes zero, if the people progress it too fast. And if you're only getting zero, one, or two per time for a... 10, 15 minute activity, you can see why you don't want to crane that. <laughs> you know? Now, yeah, now, now what, yeah, what men are saying, I definitely do agree with. Uh, if you don't have a good role on, in, on the weapons, it's definitely worth the grind for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's definitely things to go for, but I don't, like I said, as far as the title goes, nah, I don't know if I would hit it that hard. But now I, I usually do attempt, like when these events come around, to get decent rolls. On you know, uh, the, the 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 fresh hotness. Yeah, I forget that sniper in black. That uh, men in black two that Will Smith used about the car. Oh yeah, but yeah, the sniper has yeah. a good role that they gave to you early on, um, and then again, nice. There's some other roles of things that people would want. Um, but yeah. It's and you know this is a normal time of season two. We have the one more week of the Halloween event, then supposedly Iron Banner the week after, and then the week after that is when we'll have three more weeks and the supposed community secret event <laughs> that they still haven't told us about officially, but it's pretty much guaranteed it's going to happen. Can't and, sure that's uh, not happened. <laughs> yeah, that will be at least a little more interesting, especially if we're like. Again, I've said this a few times now, but one of the things supposedly is you can run the raid, King's Fall, to get these tokens that you need to turn in. So there you go. I know, that's, that would be fantastic. Uh, but also, no, Merrick, not, not, not the cricket, uh, when he was talking about the car uh, when Kay was coming back. Because uh, Kay drove old and busted. And I think it was New Hotness that he described the new car as. Either way, but yeah. Yeah, so we have a mix. Uh, also, like, you know, we've had a couple people in the chat saying they're going for the title. Scoot says he's burnt out, probably not going to go for the title. I mean, yeah, this is, it's kind of a mixture. That's normal what I'm seeing here and there. I've just been doing miscellaneous stuff myself. A uh, couple people that have been wanting, like, unique raid things. We hopped into Master Val the other day, uh, got a couple encounters done, and then. Of course, King's Fall Raid here and there. Someone wanted to run a Vault of Glass Raid the other day. I hadn't run that forever, even though it's one of my least favorite D2 raids. And uh, there was a couple Triumphs that we went for. I have the title on that, but this person needed a couple things, so it was nice to hop in there again. Um, it wasn't too bad since I've spent some time away from it. And uh, just little miscellaneous things like that. I've run a couple Grandmasters. Shout out as always to soccer. I ran one with Gator. That was a lot of fun. And then that was a couple of weeks ago, but I never followed up on mentioning that. And then more recently, I ran one with soccer and Hazel, Hazelnut, and uh, did the infamous uh, Exodus Down, which seems uh, wasn't too bad, actually. <laughs> I thought I heard some bad things about the one. I mean, I know it's not as bad as some other ones, but. Uh, 
I don't know, the GMs and everything just with all these builds these days, um, GMs aren't as hard, <laughs> at least this season. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, and on that point, I'll mention I did bust out my Titan to build up, which we know from the 12, some things are going to be nerfed a little bit, but still, it was worth it. I finally did the everyone talking about Titan arc build with the Storm Nades, and so I busted out my Titan and found the highest stat armor that I had, and guess what? I don't have Heart of Inmost Light yet or Armor Materium, so I don't have some good exotics to pair with it yet. i got to start grinding for those. But other than that, I was able to build everything else into it and ran my Titan in King's Fall last night. We were doing an all-arc run, and I seem to remember earlier on in the season having a hard time with my Titan, but... Um, you know, just because higher power level now and whatever, whatever. But uh, it was a breeze last night. And the arc thing was kind of fun. In, and that was, again, not even with the exotic yet to pair with it. <laughs> oh, but I don't like... Okay, I don't like the um, Titan Dash ability, the new one on arc. Oh, yeah. It's lame because it's only on the ground. You know, I guess they changed that too. But it's like a lame Icarus Dash. <laughs> And I know it's more than just dashing out of the way. It, you know, it gives you some buffs and rebuilds some things, but the movement is so small and you have to be on the ground. It's just kind of lame. I, I love Icarus Dash on Warlock, so I'm like, what is this shit? <laughs> I mean, it's probably more kin. That's one thing I actually completely forgot about and didn't even, haven't even looked into, but I, would, I don't know. It just sounds more like a, some kind of... A, approximation of like a hunter dodge more than anything yeah the hunter one's better i'd rather do the hunter one <laughs> uh, but uh anyways it's kind of and with some things that are changing next season too i'm still happy with maining solar on warlock although i'll be trying arc some more because of reasons but uh, <laughs> uh and then void on hunter some good changes for Tether and uh, Solar. I'm sorry, Arc on Titan. So with that, let's go into the TWAB and we can loop back around for other things that people have been doing or if we have time at the end, we can even talk about other games. I'm actually looking forward to one that's coming out soon. Anything you've been playing, Des, but let's get this TWAB out of the way. You know, we don't, especially with these nice um, uh, overview uh, graphics know, we've been getting lately. Yeah, we don't have to. Bore, we know we know a lot of um, uh, Destiny podcasts do talk about the TWAB, but first of all, Des has a lot of good information in his head on how to explain things, especially when weapons are concerned. And then also, we try to we try to talk about it from how we feel like it's going to be, not just read it, read it. Oh, yeah. we're done. No comments. We definitely will have comments. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I like these recaps just keep me from getting way too wordy. So it is fantastic. Um, I need to find the graphic. I know it's under news. <laughs> I think I scrolled just a little bit. But also, may I say, um, thankfully, Cato uh, is listening, at least. Because um, I think I called half of these changes. <laughs> I think me and him have called half of these changes coming. Um, oh, crap. I just lost the channel. Well, that's. Okay, there it is. All right. So, anyway, yeah, twelve this week at Bungie. Um, basically, as uh, the 3.0s have been given some time to breathe and settle, and builds have been formed, and powerful things have been found, um, Bungie's deciding they kind of need to change some things for the overall health of the game. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, they're and they're hitting. Uh, this is a big ability pass. Um, they actually even do go on to explain that a lot of the reasons for the ability cooldown passes that they made. Crap, whenever, however long but that was, they do mention when. But, uh, but yeah, when they did all those, like the, the intellect changes and the universal cooldowns, it was actually in preparation for introducing 3.0 because they knew 
just a lot of things would be absolutely broken with the amount of build crafting that the 3.0 elements can yeah, no give doubt. us. No doubt. And I think they said it was around the 30th anniversary, yeah. if I remember. Sounds familiar. So when they started making those changes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so a bunch of stuff. Um, if you didn't see a lot of this stuff coming, then you're blind. I'm oh, sorry. But, uh, but yeah, so some solar stuff uh, coming up first. Um, they are dropping uh, the healing rate at which both times one and times two restoration heals you. Um, time one, or yeah, the the one stack doesn't seem like that huge of a change, but times two is going to be kind of significant. Um, which, I mean, that one is just easy because anyone that runs solar just knows it can trivialize content. Like, mm-hmm. herder content. And it just makes sense. Um, one thing I didn't know, because apparently I didn't run Warlock enough, um, Restoration and Healing Rift used to stack. Or I didn't know that either. Now stack, right? No, I don't know if it's like, duh, for some people, but no one talked about it when I was around. Okay. And, and here's the thing, too. like You would use the Healing Aid to quickly get out of a situation. That's yeah. the other benefit. Healing Rift takes too long to proc down, so... And it was no good, so like I never really put two and two together of like, oh, I happen to have a healing right. anyways, and I'm doing better now. So yeah, as soon as I found out it could stack, it's like, oh god, that's just extremely busted. But um, either way, uh, yeah, uh, in season nineteen, that's not going to be a thing anymore. Um, basically, healing is going to work just like uh, uh, buffs and debuffs work. Essentially, um, the stronger healing will override the weaker healing. So they will not stack any longer, and it will just be one healing rate applied at any given time. Um, so that is nice. Um, for Ember of Torches, uh, they're dropping the Radiant duration, um, but they're keeping like the effect of Radiant. Because they, I think they did mention that it is a good... Uh, they kind of like where Radiant itself feel, is sitting, but like so the Ember of Torches, they are dropping the duration. Um, and they're adding a discipline penalty because, I mean, it's just like an, a no-brainer thing to run, so they're giving some kind of trade-off to run it. So that just makes entirely more sense. Uh, Ember of Solace is actually changing a bit to where it will grant plus 50% to the Radiant duration, which I think they said it lines up still with uh, the restoration um, like duration so yeah so, radi- down. Mm-hmm. so it's funny yes. because a uh, common warlock build is to run torches and solace so radiant duration is going down on torches radiant duration 50% up on solace so well, maybe it's, it's cancelling each it's other slight- out it's a slight change, um, but I think it's an overall light drop on Solus, like just by a couple seconds, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, overall. Um, so you'll still feel it. You'll still feel the, the, the duration down on torches, but, uh, but yeah. So it's, it's not a huge, like, nerf the way they're reworking it. So it's not going to be that bad for sure. It's all um, good. The the melee thing was my least cared about yeah. part of procking it anyways, so Yes. Uh and also not mentioned in the that might not even be on solar actually I think that was solar because they mentioned uh, increasing uh the solar warlock melee. Oh yeah, that's down a couple Fighting lines. Damage. Yeah. Yep. Celestial oh, fire. There it is. Close, close range yep. damage. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> Jump the gun just a little bit, but yeah. So they're adding like ten damage to it, so that way their warlocks can win close range, or at least win potential like trade and potentially win close range melee uh, slap fights. So that that's going to help that. Um, but they aren't reducing anything else, like everything else about celestial fire. They like it's just the close range combat apparently leaves solar warlocks at a disadvantage. So they're kind of nullifying that. That's all good for me. Hunters knock them down is, uh, 
no surprise, uh, it's a problem. <laughs> so, um, they're reworking some things uh, because they want to make a more of a difference between like uh, the Deadshot and Marksman supers, um, which I was always confused that Knock 'em Down gave a bonus to damage resistance on the Marksman super, which is like the PvE damage version of Golden Gun. And Deadshot, I think, got uh, a duration increase. Well, they're dropping that duration increase because uh, <laughs> there was an unhealthy amount of what they call 7th, uh, 8th, and 14th columns uh, circulating on social medias. Um, so they're getting rid of the duration increase for Deadshot. Um, but they are moving the damage resistance off of Marksman and on to Deadshot, which in, to me just makes way more sense because it gives the PvP uh, roaming super for the first time in the hunter's life damage resistance. And it's not a lot, but it's a little. And that's fantastic, uh, in my opinion. Um, also, Blade Barrage is getting a very slight nerf. Um, they're dropping the bonus knives per cluster uh, from like five bonus knives per cluster to, to like three. Um, so like the total amount of knives you're throwing is going to be 20, where it used to be 24. So it's not going to be that huge of a change. But damage numbers will drop slightly. So there will be that change. It's still going to be top DPS. I mean, yeah, for sure. And hello, Kato. Welcome. Um, <laughs> um, but no, it's definitely still going to be... It's. I think it's going to be closer um, for Solar Titans to like edge in. Um, but it's still definitely going to be... I hate to admit this... Um, Killer Monkey and the Burning Down Discord did open my eyes to the fact that yeah, Blade Barrage is a better damage super than even the Celestial Nighthawk or even uh, Starter Scale uh, Golden Gun. So, eh, fair. A lot of it's just the uptime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, for sure, because uh, Blade Barrage is on a faster cooldown, right? Yep, yep. I can tell you base cooldown. Give me a second here. One. <laughs> One second. Two minutes. <laughs> on base. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. So all in all, not. Uh, I mean, like I said, if you didn't just, if you didn't see the radiant changes coming, you're blocked. Sorry. <laughs> like when radiant came out, and it just like trivialized the last encounter of. Uh, the duality dungeon. I mean, I knew it's like this is going to get hit eventually. <laughs> this is going to be brought down. Is this makes it too easy? Um, but moving along to void, um, a lot of good things coming with void though. Um, uh, the void overshield apparently was improperly giving uh, lower damage resistance than it should have in PVE. Um, so now they're going to bring that back up because I think they said in, in situations it was giving 25% damage reduction, but it should should have been giving like 50. So they're going to fix that and it's going to give 50. Yeah, Gator, you keep saying the void's the best uh, protection one, but now it's actually possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was telling you solar was better than void, but uh, now now there's some possibility void can help out. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Uh so for Nova Bomb Vortex, they're going to be increasing its projectile speed um, and increasing the pull radiance and strength. Oh god, this is going to be weird. They they want this one to work, so I guess they got to do yeah. something to change it again. <laughs> for sure. Um, and the the pull increases are like they're going to be a noticeable amount. They're not going to be like yeah, all. that's what it said. Yeah. So I'll definitely have to give this a try. It's just so weird. Uh, no one uses that. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but hey, it, it might be a thing. 
which would make Peter very sad considering he's kind of the hipster for Vortex. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shield Bash. Uh, they're going to be modifying it to somewhere it can reliably apply its suppression. That, that's about it. <laughs> um, Shadow Shot, both Deadfall and Mobius are going to get touched because once again, they want them to feel different. Um, I was terrified at first when I read this because uh, when they talked about touching Mobius Quiver, because the first thing they mentioned was burst damage potential. I'm like, oh no. They've already touched knives. Are, are they are they gonna are they gonna like kick this in the dirt too? Um but goodness is no. Um what they are doing is they're going to increase the anchor lifetime for deadfall hey. uh up to fifteen seconds, I think it said. Um was it that much? It was like from eight to twelve or fourteen, something like that. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like somewhere between twelve and fifteen. Um somewhere in that range, which is way better and I think should last most, at least most of like all damage phases. I think <laughs> we, we were having this conversation obvious. so many times, right? Like, okay, with Div going away potentially more. I mean, there'll still be times where we'll want to use it for sure, like daughter's encounter or whatever. But you know, it sure would be nice for Tether to last longer. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we get at least a whole. Uh, at least a whole more four seconds on it. Excellent. <laughs> you're, you're saying, potentially yeah. like you know, eight shots of a linear fusion. It's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the anchor lifetime for Mobius Quiver is going to be dropping um, down to like six seconds, I think it was. Um, it's only dropping like two seconds, but I mean, to be fair, Mobius is. The damage option. It is not the suppression option. So I am entirely fine because they are not touching Mobius Quiver's damage potential. And I love that. Um, which, you know, just makes Void, um, you know, Void Hunter just more versatile. And I like that. Other than just, you know, suppressing with a tether. Um, so, yeah. So. Void is a is in a I think Void's in a better place than Solar is. Uh, just a slight change to the overshield. I think it's going to be fantastic though. Um, <laughs> Arc. Um, they did mention Arc. Uh, they don't have a lot of data on Arc, of course, because it's the newest 3.0. But they do note some outliers that are already starting to form. <laughs> yep. You know, like a storm grenade. <laughs> um yeah, the Arc Titans enhanced version of the storm grenade is really freaking good. Um so they're going to be dropping its roaming duration with touch thunder and they're going to be dropping its bonus duration with spark of magnitude. Um, so they're dropping its duration, but they are, again, not dropping its power. It's still going to be strong, it's just not going to last quite as long. Um, and they are going to be touching it, because uh, they do note that it is, it is apparently difficult to tell the difference between friend and foe uh, roaming storm grenades. Uh, so they're going to be touching those, uh, or they're going to be adding some visual effects more easily tell if it's a friendly or not uh, storm, lingering storm grenade. That's always fantastic. That there's a friendly storm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Ballistic Slam is going to be adding more PVE damage, uh, as well as Tempest Strike. Arc Souls are going to be getting more PVE damage. Ball Lightning is getting an increase to travel distance. Chain Lightning is getting more PVE damage. They are dropping the cooldown for Chaos Reach. They really want arc warlocks to be used <laughs> yeah just i guess real quick since we're on that point i was going to mention you know we we did try to be fair you know when arc came out and people were saying our arc warlock doesn't seem that good and like just wait for the builds wait for the builds and we tried several ones but i think when it's all said and done arc warlock was a little bit not as good as some of the other ones and bungie's kind of confirming that now <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah, sure. I'm really excited for these Arc Soul and yeah, I mean, Chain Lightning mostly. Yeah, Arc but, Soul, they're nearly doubling the damage yeah. of Arc Soul. Jeez. Like, that's nuts. Or at least in PvE. It's, it's, none of these changes should affect, well, obviously, they mentioned PvE. None of these changes should affect PvP. But, uh, no, except for the Chaos Reach cooldown, um, which they are also kind of fine with, uh, considering I think they mentioned it serving similar function as, like, Blade Barrage and such as a, you know, a one-pop super, essentially. Or, uh, I forget the terminology they use, but, you know, a more, a, a panic super, as we call it. So, yeah. Well, the, um, the, uh, yeah, the Storm Trance uh, super still is not going to be anything to write home about, but at least the Arc Buddies, I don't know, pretty yeah. good neutral game, pretty good, um, you know, even better ability to get the yellow bar enemies more effectively with these changes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, more PvE damage is never a bad thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, they, they do really want you to try out an Arc Warlock and, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> um, and then some surprising news, at least on my part, as I didn't see this coming, but uh, they give this whole spiel about how uh, stasis was a problem when it first came out. Um, it had impact. I mean, good lord, stasis is... I mean, I think stasis is still, like, it's essentially the reason we have, we finally have like separate tuning for PVE and PVP. Like for years, Bungie has been going off on this thing. It's like, you know, we want PVE and PVP to be balanced together. We want things to be as effective in PVE and PVP. We want, you know, that we don't have to guess or change things. But Stasis was one of those first things that when it came out, they had to touch it for PVP without utterly breaking it in PVE. So it has a legacy. In Destiny, and it's fantastic. But um, they mentioned with with 3.0, um, some of those changes are unnecessary. Um, so they are, uh, for lack of a better terminology, they're making stasis good again. Um, stasis slow. Uh, you're going to be slowed like harder. Um, they really didn't like. You know, the, the harsh aspect to the reduction of uh, mobility, but of course, considering at least Arc, I mean, that we have like an entire counter now, considering Arc's entire thing is you can move faster. So, yeah, um, slow is going to be harsher. Um, cold snaps, they're allowing like a half a second to allow the seeker on a cold snap to be able to change his trajectory. Uh, so that way you can hopefully more easily uh, acquire a target and, you know, hit the target. Um, for Dusk Field, the slow stack application rate versus players are being increased, so you're going to be slowed quicker. Uh, both Winter's Shroud and Cryoclasm uh, are getting... They are... Two fragments that had, I believe they had both had one uh, slot, or there are two aspects that had one slot for fragments. Uh, now they will have two slots for fragments uh, because they don't feel they should be limited anymore, apparently. That whole thing, let's just make everything up. We don't have enough. If, maybe if there was like, Sorry to rant here. Maybe if there was like oh, right. four different aspects we could pick and like 30 different fragments, I could see like, okay, one having one, one having three, most having two, but there's only two slots we have. You might as well have all of them have two. Yeah. Um, but hey, like I said, Winter Crown and Cryoclasm are yeah. definitely getting two now, um, which I believe that's a Hunter and Titan aspect. I think Winter Shroud is Hunter. I'm not sure about Cryoclasm. Um, so Glacial Harvest, um, the shard creation cooldown is going to be decreased, so it's going to be able to make more shards. That's good news. Uh, and Whisper of Rending, um, 
they they went on and mentioned like this entire spiel about how warlocks basically didn't have a good like shatter ability, like shatter dive and titan slide. Um, but apparently that uh, they do reveal at least like for design wise, um, the whisper of rending was kind of supposed to be that stopgap uh, to allow specifically warlocks. You know, I mean it's. Va- yeah, it's it's fragment, so it's available to everyone. But um, but it was specifically like to allow warlocks uh, a more meaningful way of shattering crystals. Um, but they do feel now, uh, I mean now especially because there are so many uh, kinetic stasis weapons. Um, because it was like kinetic damage that gained the bonus to crystal breaking. Um, but now they are switching that to anything that uses primary ammo um, will gain the bonus to breaking crystals. So regardless of element, regardless of weapon type, as long as it uses primary ammo. That's fantastic. Um... And that's like the ability reworking and like touching for season nineteen. Yeah. Um, Once I saw this twelve pop out, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a little bit longer one again. <laughs> yeah. Of, uh, um, ability things. For sure, but like I said, uh, I I do think a lot of this is warranted. Um. Okay, I say a lot of this, but okay, restoration getting hit is entirely warranted. I, I'm gonna. I'm going to stand by that because it, it, it made things so easy. Um, they did super, super, super tease. Um, they mentioned absolutely nothing about it, uh, but they didn't mention, at the very least, that the new dungeon will launch on December the 9th at 9 a.m. Pacific. And that's all they said. Yeah. Uh, more bungee bounties. Uh, you can vote on the trials map between Anomaly, Cauldron, and Pacifica. Uh, honestly, I probably would. I don't know. those. All three of those maps seem like a hot mess for trials to me, but, you know, whatever. Pick your poison. And that's the top. Yeah. I do want to, you know, remind everyone we have, well... By the time you hear this episode, it's probably going to be past it. But to remind you about Reset with Daylight Savings Time ending in the U.S. for most people, unless you live in what uh, Arizona, Hawaii. Uh, anyways, along with that, changes the reset time for Bungie. It'll now be 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific, uh, which equivalents to um, 10, uh, 12 noon for Eastern. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yep. So that's one hour earlier, right? Yep. Because now yeah. I'll be getting at ten, and I was getting at eleven. Okay. Yep. So that changes for that, and uh, another little interesting thing they said was that um, I don't know why, but maybe people just weren't paying attention. But a fair amount of people were playing the PS4 version of Destiny on a PS5, and they're like. Don't do that. You're not getting as good of an experience. <laughs> you know Long what? That's, entire, that's entirely fair. Because I remember when PS5 started becoming a thing, that was a thing in our Discord. We had to remind yeah. people. Like, yeah. You had to give our own PSA. It's like, make sure <laughs> you've downloaded and are running the PS5 version of Destiny. There's a PS5 version. Click the dots. Yeah. Download <laughs> Oh god, and what then, was it? Sin had to Sin actually downloaded the PS5 version as he was on the PS4 version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> um and then also interestingly enough, they showed and some pictures, they did an excellent job with this. It was hard to tell a lot of differences, but they are going to be updating <laughs> textures for if you're still on the PS4 or Xbox One version of Destiny. Because they have to, because the game's getting more advanced all the time. So Luckily for all of us, they are still not cutting off last gen, but 
they're just making some minor tweaks to the texture. So maybe you'll miss a little bit of details that you were able to see before. Uh, but it's nothing to worry about. You can see the pictures in the TWAB. They're doing an excellent job. Everything's still beautiful. Count this as good news that uh, it's still even working on PS4 and Xbox One. I mean, yeah, to be fair. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, that was that was that. So yeah, I mean, we had some. <clears throat> we kind of read most of our comments as we got them, but yeah, like Helios was saying in the chat, he likes the chaos reach change. Um, you know, the the three arc titans will still probably be pretty OP. We'll see how that runs next season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because like they're not touching damage on the lingering storm grenade, yeah. so I mean. It's so still going to be good. Each other. Yeah, exactly. But I guess now, like, I guess for the future, you just might have to be a little more planned and deliberate with the usage to get the same effect. But yeah, I mean, yeah, potentially the same effect can happen. Because again, they're not touching damage, it's just duration. Yep. Kiel, are you still here? Are you looking forward to the next dungeon coming out next season? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Such an exciting, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll be a little more excited when we get a little more details out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's another new dungeon. But new you loot. Know, it's something. I mean, I, I, get, I think I get what you're saying, too. It's like, I'm sure it'll be great, but dungeons... A, you're only three-player activities, and B, you can get sick of them pretty quickly compared to a raid, at least in my experience. I know not everyone may feel exactly the same way, but um, duality already was kind of like, I mean, it's fine. I don't hate it by any means, but I'm just like so done with it after like maybe 20 runs where like I'm still raiding after 20 runs on a raid. Right. I think... Like with Grass of Avarice, you know, the exotic was tied to a quest. And then we get duality, where the exotic for that is not tied to a quest. But there's good lore implications behind it. Those fantastic lore behind duality. Right. And, you know, I'm 26, 27 runs into duality, and I still don't have the exotic. I, I mean, I don't care. I mean, yes, but that's also like the same argument between like the random drop exotics in a raid versus the old quest exotics, which I don't. What divinity might have been the last raid quest exotic? Mm-hmm. It, it was, but also duality was supposed to increase the chances with all of the extra things he did. So I'm surprised you haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, I don't really. Personally, I don't feel like it changed it that much. But, okay, here's the thing, too. Like, Helio said the bugs in Duality killed it for him, and I, I know a lot oh, of people yeah. were salty with those things. They never really affected me too much. Did they affect you guys, the bugs? Mm-hmm. Um, h- hilariously, the one time I got warned, because, uh, of course, back when I was playing, I ran with Kato a lot. Um... But there was one time that Kato was kind of nervous that I was using a uh, Callus Mini tool in Duality. Because apparently that was one of the bugs. For ring- If you ring the bell, you could die by using a high rate of fire weapon, which I never ran into because I mained that weapon. Um, but of course, after he warned me, it happened. <laughs> yeah, right. But it wasn't like. I, I did end up changing weapons out of like fear of dying at a very inopportune time, but uh, but yeah, it it I don't know, it didn't affect me too much. Yeah, I yeah, I know th- that's been something that people have talked about a lot too. Um, you know, yeah, well, we've been talking about why is the Halloween event so crazy? But I guess for the people that are dungeon lovers and running it a lot, still for whatever reason, there's been some complaints for sure about uh even just recently did they finally fix 
most of it. Can we say that now with the, that latest update? Because <laughs> I saw yeah, some more stuff in there. Fixed duality. That was just even a few couple of weeks ago or something. I think a lot of it's just the time investment. You know. I mean, yeah. Dungeon versus raid. You're especially with duality. There's no real way to make it go super quick. Which I mean, most yeah. dungeons are that way. Yeah, there's not really a good duality. Seems kind of like the king's fall of dungeons, to be honest. Um, a lot of it is okay. It's just kind of sloggy to get through, but that last encounter is just rough, for sure. Um, I mean, which was one reason I'm so glad Radiant made that last encounter very trivial for the survival aspect, but then you still had to like work well enough and coordinate and not screw up at all um, to get the damage phases proper. So, I mean, there's just a lot of like mechanics and a lot of things can go wrong. So I can understand like getting burnt out on that, especially with the bugs that uh, were there initially. Yeah. And like, Helios mentions, yeah, duh, I forgot, but like if you were running it, wanting to run it solo, it could be mm. crazy. I I tried it once. Again, I didn't really run into any bugs that I could tell, but I was like, no, dog, this isn't for me right now. Like it took forever. And then in, when I even just first encounter, I'm like running through it a few times. I'm like, okay, this may be like a four to six phase. Uh, I'm not feeling this right now. And then, right. uh, yeah, and then uh, Moira thinks confirms that most of those issues were supposedly mitigated two weeks ago. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe the dungeon's perfectly fine now. Someone hop in and let us know. I, um, I definitely agree, though. Uh, solo with a team, that dungeon was rough enough. I never had any like inclination of trying that solo. Like, I called myself attempting Grasp solo. Called myself attempting it. Um, I abandoned at, I abandoned that attempt at the Ogre. Because it's like, uh, I'm doing like no damage. So, yep, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, the challenge of the solo, you know, it's part of the, I guess, the fun to it. Yeah. Like, any GMs, Master Raids, stuff like that is the challenge of it in itself. But there there comes a point when things are either broken that it's just not fun because you're just beating your head against the wall because you keep dying to stupid stuff. I don't know. Uh, also more mentioning that the mentioning that the hardest part of solo grasp is the sparrow section. I I, I don't know. Uh, I might be shooting my whole I, I might be tuning my own horn a little too much, but I think Kato might be able to uh, give some insight. I'm pretty good at that sparrow section. <laughs> if there's any, if there's no other thing I'm good at, I was good at that sparrow section. Brought me back in mind of SRL, and it was fantastic. Loved it. I clutched so many of those runs. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I was wrong. I have 39 clears in duality. Ah, you weren't off by too much. Okay, that is fair. Yes. Hardest, um, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. It can be hardest. Um, it's just, there's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a racing section and essentially you just got to learn track. Once you find the good way around the track, you're good to go. And also having um, <laughs> having the exact sparrow where uh, enemies don't like insta aggro you. It's very nice. <laughs> yep. Wow, I guess I only have 15 of duality and I was already done with it. <laughs> Presage 33. <laughs> Presage kind of held longer, a little bit longer for me. I oh, missed Presage, I did solo that. You missed that one? I was yeah, it was that one was fun to run. It was. It was. It was. Presage was so. It was so good. It was so good. 
it had like an, an I think it, it Pre- Prezes might have been like my favorite like exotic mission. Um, well, yeah, well, there's some talk about is this officially a dungeon or not. It doesn't really matter in my eyes right now. We're listing, we're I'm seeing, pulling this up under dungeon report, so it lists all the quote yeah. secret missions and dungeons together. Yeah, um, zero hour even yeah. zero hours listed in here. Whisper of the Worm mission, you know things like that. Yep, Whisper. Whisper is another. The Whisper is another one that's really high up there for me. Um, I don't know. I really like things that like change the feel of Destiny. You know, right. mm-hmm. Whisper definitely did because there was so much emphasis on platforming that it was a little ridiculous. Um, and yeah, Presage. I mean, my God, it almost turned into a horror game. Like there was <laughs> such creepy like atmosphere and like on the edge. Like at least for your first couple of runs, like. I, I was nervous running through Presage because I had no idea what was coming, what was happening. Like, you were getting pings on your radar just randomly um, and nothing was there. I mean, it, it was such a good, like, different feel for Destiny. It was. I remember, and I'm glad I ran that just solo the first time. I, I think my first time I didn't finish the boss and then just to make it easier, I went in with the crew later that night, but it was so fun running through the whole thing all the way to the boss, just solo my first time playing and having headset on and hearing all the creepy sounds and thinking like, what, what the hell is this? this is like the alien movie. I'm on a ship and there's things all around and yeah, it, it, right. was, it was fun. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some other things coming up um i did i did want to talk a quick minute and then any other uh, last minute questions you have for us chat let us know but uh some things we're looking forward to besides destiny and i'll just go real quick um especially because the embargoed reviews were lifted today god of war ragnarok is basically getting a nines and tens across the board dude i'm not surprised to be honest um, yeah i was a little worried I'm, but yeah no nah. uh, well Okay, I might have, if I had cared uh, before realizing it was this close to release. Um, but not long ago, I watched like a, I guess it was like Dev Insight, like a, one of the videos I was talking about, you know, the dev team got to talk about, you know, designing and such. And once, like, the overarching theme among the devs was essentially because so many things worked good in the previous God of War, they were able to focus on, like, so many other different things to, like, bring up and make better. Um, that I just, as soon as I heard, like, so much of that across this video or whatever, I I just knew it was going to be fantastic. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. I'm just sad I have to wait now until the 8th. I will be ordering it and getting the digital version and uh, 12 Eastern, so 10 o'clock my time, so I'll play it some before I go to bed. But this coming Tuesday night through, I mean, it's Iron Banner waking, you know, I don't care as much about Iron Banner, so unless there's some raid going on, you guys need help. You may not be seeing much of me in Destiny next week. (laughs) (laughs) Entirely understandable, because again, like the new the fact that Kratos has mobility now and that they're bringing back like large enemy encounters that's going to be just one thing that terrifies me though about uh, Ragnarok because uh, I did get to play through God of War like in the previous God of War Valkyries were difficult mm-hmm they work yeah. hard. But that's fine because pretty much everything else seemed easy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it like there was nothing wide variance there. Exactly. Like odd. a lot of yeah, a lot of the smaller encounters weren't that difficult and a lot of the boss encounters really weren't that difficult, but you get to Valkyries and those were really, I mean, that and they were mostly optional, but um like Valkyries rewarded you for understanding how the combat system worked. And like proper builds and such. So in 
in one of these trailers, the fact that you see two of them in front of Kratos and Atreus, I'm just like, what? I kind of, I'm kind of nervous, but I also kind of hope that is a very, like, I hope it's the previous God of War, like, level difficulty boundaries, because I don't want that to be, like, mandatory and easy. Like, I would hope that yeah. that is a hard encounter because uh, otherwise it would just fall flat, I think. But yeah, that's just my little thing. Yeah. Uh, any other games or things we're looking forward to? Don't have to keep on this topic if we're done, but if you guys have anything else you want to mention, Kato or Des? Uh, I don't know. Uh Master Duel's in an awkward position right now where we are like a week away from one of our things ending and we have no idea what's coming next because no one's announced anything and there's not been any updates, so we have no data mines. It's just a very nervous time and I don't know if oh. I just need to save gems or not. But otherwise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a wait and see. Exactly. And yeah. Everyone's anticipating uh, no news until at the earliest Monday. Uh, which they might announce Monday, but at least Tuesday, whenever the update happens, it'll get data mined. We'll, we'll find out Monday or Tuesday. But yeah. Yep. And a lot of people have been doing Overwatch 2, and a lot of people are going to be hopping into Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, you know, those are not my style games as much. That's also why I don't do PvP and Destiny much, but uh, I know there's some other, those are some other popular ones in Shout out to people mentioning that in the chat. I was kind of interested in trying Overwatch 2 because I think they went to a free-to-play model. Yeah, I um, heard that. Until I heard, I think it might have been someone in the discords, uh, that they went to try Overwatch 2, but because they tried Overwatch during a free weekend, they were considered a legacy player and thus would have to pay. <laughs> They were like, oh, so it's only free if you had Overwatch One. No, it's only free if you don't have Overwatch One. From the sounds of it, because I think I think what they did potentially is just build Overwatch Two on Overwatch. Well, Moira says Overwatch Two is always free. Yeah, maybe something was weird with that person's account. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No. Okay, that's an accurate. Good. Okay, that was one instance and. I actually wouldn't mind. Like I said, it's a free-play game, so like if I ever get back on, I might give it a shot because I also understand like they are role locking essentially, to where you can't have too many of one role, which is kind of sucks. But it's fantastic for an arena shooter, especially when you have like spe- specified roles that you're supposed to be having. Like role locking isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Helio says soccer can give you the rub, give you the details. Um, okay, there we go. I was about to say, I mean, I'm sure soccer could give me a rub, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Oh, and they're making a uh, remake of the Christmas story where Ralphie has grown up and a parent. <laughs> Coming out on HBO in a couple of weeks. It is called, because I thought the title was funny. It is called here. Um, sorry, one second. A Christmas Story Christmas. <laughs> I must okay. have heard about that sometime back. But the adult actor they got totally looks like a Ralphie growing up. They did an excellent job on that. You mean it's not? Well, that's a. I don't know. Well, I, mean, it is. Fair, also, I doubt it's the Christmas. same actor. Christmas story was so long ago. Yeah. Like, I don't even know when that was, when that even came out. I just know I've watched it forever. Because you could not... It was one of those things, I guess one of those things that would get played a lot uh, around the season on your basic uh, cable stations. You know, back when they had basic cable stations. <laughs> Which I'm sure they still do, but you know, who watches TV nowadays? You're dating yourself right now. I know, I am, and it's super. Like, I got super. The fact that they started doing like, uh, they started showing 
weekly episodes of Dancing with the Stars on Disney Plus. Like, just really, just like it, it, it like hit something in my head that yeah, TV's kind of dying. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like yeah. something like that, all of a sudden being moved to a streaming service and being advertised on Disney Plus is like, I mean, I never watched it, but just sure. that potential that they're having scheduled TV shows, you know, on streaming platforms is mind blowing for me. Well, yeah, I would say live update from Sen, but like for those who came in later. Uh, I think Helios was even confused. Where's Sin? Cato's here instead. But uh, Cato filled in because we just have a uh, mysterious message from Sin out and about. He won't be able to make it. So uh, we don't know what's going on with Sin. Hopefully no one kidnapped him, but we will wait to hear back next week. <laughs> so thanks for stepping in, Cato. <laughs> you couldn't help but talk some of the about some of the hunter changes, right? Nah, nah. <laughs> but you're always invited. Like I said, anyone who has been a guest on the show before should be able to pop in. Um, you know, if especially if no one else is around. Uh, you know, we have our after shows too. That's the better time. But if no one else is around, if we're down a, a, a host or whatever, yeah, you can pretty much pop in and we can talk about stuff uh, until it gets, you know, abused. But uh, right now we're good. Well, we better uh, close up shop here. Uh, we'll see if we have any other comments, except people are talking about wrestling in the chat, so I think we're done with Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, Kato, you're here. People know you. Mm-hmm. Everyone much. say hi to Kato in the Discord. <laughs> yes, as soon as you hear this, say hi at Kato. Yes. Find Cato in the Guardian Hub Discord. The best place to find him. Uh, yeah, it really is. <laughs> or any of the yeah. other, you know, connected Discords. Yes, but look for him for here first before you yes. go to the other Discords. Because he's here and he's like an ambassador, aka mod. Um, please annoy him. Mm -hmm. At him. Wait, though. Does he have? He has one of those texts. Yes, at New HR. Tag him. Do oh, it. Hoping you forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> Almost did. All right. <laughs> Kato is TGH and intellectual property. Yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> and you can also at Des lore questions or whatever else you have. So how do you want people to get hold of you, Des? You don't even have to at me. Just type in the lore channel. I get notified of all of okay. those. Good point. Anything that happens there. You don't just type a question. I'm going to be there. I mean, uh, Hades and Guardian Down has already learned this and like anticipates me dropping in to answer questions now. It's fantastic. Um, but anyway, yes. Uh, <laughs> and so it starts. Oh, God, Helios. Anyway, sorry. I'm getting sidetracked now. Um, but yes, you can find me. Uh, on Twitter at ds underscore raven, uh, you can find me there. Uh, not much interaction still. Um, I'm actually okay with like not having Twitter, as dogs now go nuts. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of um, animals, mm -hmm. oh yeah, were you done? Were you going to pass it over to me, or were you going to say? No, uh, 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 you have Twitter, um, Discord stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I remember last week, uh, the cat scratch on my leg, those, those, uh, those things, those, uh, scars are almost, well, not scars, but, uh, you know, scabs are almost gone. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. It was funny because I, when I post the episodes, um, I listen to a little bit after the fact, not the whole episode over again, just to kind of see if there's any quotes I can take out for, uh, making a title or whatever. And then I just happened to remember that cat story, and yeah, that hurt. <laughs> and and Des, you saying that's the mark of a cat owner? <laughs> it is. I mean, my mystery scratch is pretty much scarring now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it happens. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we wish you all well. Uh, for if you have a cat or a dog, hopefully they don't scratch you too much. But uh, people, you can uh, find me as Kingsley Mac all the places. Uh, but more importantly, you can find our show on Twitter's The Guardian Hub or through our lovely website, theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. Ooh, thank you. Almost as deep as sin. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we really appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. Later. Bye.